Welcome to the ARC Experience, featuring the stories of self-advocates with disabilities and their families from around Wisconsin. Be inspired. Take action. And now for today's episode. And welcome to the ARC Experience Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Pugh, Executive Director of the ARC Wisconsin, a statewide organization advocating for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families. Today's guest wants you to be excited in particular about one disability rights issue now. She's passionate about a lot of issues, but she's gonna to talk to us about one in particular. And can you guess what that issue might be? I will introduce her and perhaps you can figure it out. Barbara Beckert is the director of the Milwaukee Office of Disability Rights Wisconsin and director of external advocacy for Southeastern Wisconsin. DRW is our federally authorized protection and advocacy agency for Wisconsinites with disabilities. And she also coordinates something called the Wisconsin Disability Vote Coalition. Did you know that voter turnout of eligible voters with disabilities is significantly lower than compared to the national average? Why is this? We are hoping Barbara can tell us all about this today. Welcome, Barbara. Thanks, Lisa. Great to be here with you today. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. So, I think you figured out by now that Barbara is going to share all she knows about voting. And Barbara, this is an issue that you are particularly passionate about. Why is that? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to get the word out about how important it is for voters with disabilities to fully participate in the electoral process. As you said, voters with disabilities are underrepresented at the polls, and one of the reasons is that they often encounter barriers to exercising their right to vote. So we're excited both at DRW and the Disability Vote Coalition to work with voters with disabilities to change that and uh, ensure that they have the opportunity to assert this very important right and fully participate in our democracy. So if I've never heard of the Disability Vote Coalition, what, what is it? Well, lots of times we are most powerful when we work together, and that's the concept of the Disability Vote Coalition. It's a group of organizations and individuals who care about uh, ensuring that people with disabilities have the right to vote at their polling place. And it's coordinated by Disability Rights Wisconsin and the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities and we have a great group of organizations and individuals at the table. Your agency, we're happy to say, is a member. Uh, Mental Health America, NAMI Wisconsin, the Council of Wisconsin Blind and Visually Impaired, uh, Wisconsin Association of the Deaf, the Greater Wisconsin Area Agency uh, Resources in Incorporated, and many more, as well as the Independent Living Center Network. Uh, they're great partners. So... We come together to provide nonpartisan education, information, resources, and support for and with voters with disabilities. You know, that does sound like a really strong coalition. So there must be a lot of barriers to voting that would cause these organizations to all come together. Yes, voting, unfortunately, sometimes is uh, more difficult for people to participate in than it should be. And for some voters with disabilities, there are additional barriers. So one of the areas that we often hear about from people uh, relate to accessibility concerns. 
So for individuals who want to vote in person at their polling place, sometimes they get to the polling place and they can't get in. They can't access the building because there is a lack of accessible parking places or the building may have stairs uh, or the door may not have a paddle for a person uh, who needs uh, that technology to be able to get into the building. So that's one area that we work on. We also find that there's a limited awareness of voting rights. So people don't always understand, am I able to vote and what do I need to do to register and to get a ballot and to participate? And there's a lack of um, accessibility for some voters who rely on assistive technology to vote privately and independently. For example, voters who are blind each polling place is required to have an accessible voting machine. So these voters can use that technology to vote privately and independently. Sometimes those machines aren't available or they aren't working well. And for those who want to vote absentee, there's an additional barrier. Wisconsin currently does not have an ADA-compliant screen reader accessible absentee ballot. And the Disability Vote Coalition is working to change that. So if I go to the polls and my polling place isn't accessible or I uh, encounter one of these barriers, what what should I do? What can I do? What are my rights? So um, that's a great question. So one thing that we suggest to voters is, um, first of all, be prepared before you go to vote check your polling place online. So you can check at myvote.gov, which is a great great resource in Wisconsin. Uh, In fact, it's here on our handy postcards, uh, along with a lot of other resources. So our uh, Disability Vote Coalition uh, resources include that. So anyhow, check on there to see what your polling place is. Polling places have changed, uh, and that's not infrequent, so you want to know. Then I would scope out the polling place in advance. Uh, If it's a location that you're familiar with, um, you may go to it and see, yeah, it's accessible on that concern. If you see that there are difficulties, Wisconsin does provide the right under our law for voters who have difficulty accessing their polling place due to disability to do what's called curbside voting. And curbside voting means from outside your polling place that the um, poll worker needs to bring your ballot to you and you can vote outside either in your car or if you're outside in your chair or standing outside. Uh, However, we often hear from people, um, how do I access curbside voting? They're not quite sure how to do that. That's why it's important to plan in advance. So check out the building. If you think you need curbside voting, we recommend calling your municipal clerk. Get to know them, tell them about your concern and ask them, how do I access curbside voting on election day? They may indicate that they'll have your request on file or that you can ring a bell or honk your horn. It depends on the polling place, what the procedure is. That's really good to know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, In some rural areas, polling places even may be in the clerk's home. So there's a lot of variation around our state. So that's why it's good to have a plan for Election Day. Absolutely. There's really no excuse not to vote, right? There's just so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we'll talk about absentee voting today as well. We will. So we did an hour-long podcast, Barbara. Um, (laughs) So, you know, COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic really has changed 
a lot in our lives. And I'm sure there's been changes to voting as well. And we really don't know um, how long kind of pandemic conditions will be with us. What do you say to people that are worried about voting and the pandemic situation? First of all, we do encourage voters with disabilities uh, and all voters for that matter to consider um, requesting an absentee ballot and to do it well in advance of the election. Uh, absentee voting is a way that you can vote in privacy at your own home. Uh, you don't have to worry about some of the safety concerns that we have during the pandemic. You can complete your ballot and you can mail it in. Uh, we encourage people to do it as soon as possible because it can take a while for the U.S. mail to get your ballot returned. You also have the option of having uh, someone who you trust return the ballot for you if the timeline is short. So you could ask a family member, a personal care worker, any one of your choice to return that ballot to your municipal clerk. A lot of people do, um, for whatever reason, end up having to vote in person. And during the pandemic, there are some suggestions that we give to people. First of all, be prepared. You want to review in advance what's on your ballot and that website that I mentioned before. Get familiar with it, myvote.wi.gov. That's where you can find information on where your polling place is. So check that out. Uh, review your ballot in advance. You can view it on that website as well. And then you go to vote and you're prepared and you can get in and out as quickly as possible. Make sure you bring an acceptable photo ID, a driver's license or a state photo ID for voting are the most common ones. And again, if you feel concerned about going into your polling place uh, because of your vulnerability due to disability, find out about curbside voting. And that's something that you can use and that you may feel safer voting in person by using curbside voting. Hey, Barbara, you know, as I mentioned, the ARC Wisconsin is an organization that's focused on advocating for people with intellectual development disabilities and families. And oftentimes in Wisconsin, people with IDD might have a guardianship and that's pretty common. And I'm sure you get lots of questions about that. So what can you tell us about guardianship and voting? Yes, that is an area, Lisa, where we do get a lot of questions. So I'm glad you asked about that. So in Wisconsin, a person under guardianship retains the right to vote unless the court expressly removes it. People often aren't sure how to determine whether or not they have the right to vote. So that is recorded on a form called a determination and order on petition for guardianship due to incompetency kind of a mouthful. The RW does have a brochure about it, which um, can be a helpful reference. The language in the court order won't specifically say that the person has retained the right to vote. However, if that right has been removed, a box will be checked. So that's the way people can find out. And if they don't currently have that form, uh, the guardian can request it from probate court in their county. So that's the best way to check and see if your right to vote is retained and if you are under guardianship. Now, Barbara, as we're recording this, um, we are looking toward a big election in November. And when people listen to this, it may or may not be at, at that time. Um, but I know a lot of people think that 
presidential elections are really the only important ones, and it's not all that important to uh, participate in other elections throughout the year. What, what do you tell people about that? We encourage people to vote in every election because every elected office is important. The person on your school board, you know, has an impact on the quality of special education services in your school. Your village president or your mayor and all their people have an impact on the accessibility of the community that you live in. Uh, your state legislators make all kinds of important decisions about programs like mental health services, children's long-term support waiver, family care. So not only is it important to vote, but get to know the candidates. If you have a chance to attend a forum, either in person or virtually, do that and come prepared to ask about questions that are important to you. And our organizations, Disability Vote Coalition, as well as the ARC, provide sample questions to help you with that so that you can be prepared when you go and inform the candidates about your priorities as a voter. Lots of good information. Like I said, we could talk forever um, and maybe we'll have to have you back as a guest. But what, what, are some, what are some of the things we haven't talked about that you think are really, really important, Barbara? Well, I think that one thing that's important to be aware of is um, where you can go to get help with asking questions. Because as I said, voting is confusing and complicated for a lot of people. And if you get help from someone, it can make it a lot simpler and address any barriers you have. So one area where you can get help is from uh, the Disability Rights Wisconsin Voter Hotline. And we're available all year round to help you at 844-DIS-VOTE. Um, in addition, your municipal clerk is a good resource. Get to know your clerk and, by the way, ask them about that accessible voting machine. You can be an advocate as well as a, a voter who wants information. You can be a resource for the clerk. The Wisconsin Election Commission oversees elections for our state, so they're also a terrific resource great website and their number is 1-866-VOTE-WIS, W-I-S. And also, we do a lot of uh, partnership and one of the organizations I forgot to mention before that is a terrific resource and partner is the League of Women Voters. So they have chapters around the state. Often they will provide assistance with voter registration. So if you aren't currently registered to vote and you want a hand, the league can be a great resource. You can also give us a call at DRW and we're happy to assist you as well, but the league's got a presence around the state. So you might be fortunate and have a League of Women Voters in your community. All right, I'm going to summarize a few of the resources and you can help me. Um, I wanna make sure that our listeners remember 844-DIS-VOTE. So 844-D-I-S-V-O-T-E, and then the Wisconsin Election Commission, you uh, mentioned them. They are 866-VOTE-W-I-S. And what is the, what's the website, Barbara? The website is elections.wi.gov for the Election Commission. And the other website, which is one of your best resources, is from the Wisconsin Disability Vote Coalition. So disabilityvote.org. That's easy to remember. Check us out. 
and like us on Facebook as well. We've got new information all the time and we'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to our email newsletter and keep in touch about what's going on with voting. Thank you so much, Barbara, for sharing all this great information with us today. Um, we will be sure to have you back to talk about voting and other issues for people with disabilities and disability rights. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Lisa. It was a pleasure and look forward to coming back. All right. Well, thank you to our listeners for listening to the ARC Experience podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, thank you. Today's episode of the ARC Experience was brought to you by the ARC Wisconsin, the state's oldest advocacy organization for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families. It's funded in part by the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. Our theme music, called Species, is the property of EY5Z and cannot be copied or distributed without permission. It was produced by Eleanor Cheatham, a composer and artist with autism.